Welcome to Alabama Short Stories, when you're a little behind on your Alabama history. I'm your host, Sean Wright. This story is about Marion Ramsey McQueen, known as M.R. McQueen on papers, Mac to his friends, and just plain old granddad to me. He was also known by the name Skeeter, named by a traveling salesman who happened to see the tall, gangly child and said, that boy looks like a Skeeter. Now, for those of you who are totally confused, a Skeeter is a mosquito. At least he looked like one to that salesman. Later on, it was shortened to Skeet. Now, Skeet was born on September 3, 1904, and grew up in the sleepy town of Greenville, Alabama. A farmer's son and one of eight children, the McQueens had lived in Alabama's Black Belt since around 1850. Now, Greenville was close to the Federal Road that started in Milledgeville, Georgia, passed through Montgomery, passing close to what would eventually become Greenville on its way to Mobile and eventually New Orleans. Now, the road was constructed through the Creek Indian Frontier, to provide ease of movement for federal troops in the lead-up to the War of 1812 between the United States and Great Britain. Now, before I start the story, I need to tell you about what was happening up north at the end of the 19th century. On December 21, 1891, in Springville, Massachusetts, James Naismith published rules for a new game called basketball. It was 9 versus 9 using a soccer ball and two peach baskets. In 1906, The peach baskets were replaced by metal hoops, nets, and backboards. The soccer ball was also replaced by a spalding ball, similar to the one used today. Now, with the help of the YMCA, basketball spread throughout the country. Thirty years after that first game of basketball, Greenville High School season was just getting started. Sports fans in Greenville knew this team was special, and they would go far. The city council appropriated money to have electric lights on the ball court. Everyone in town went to the games. The talk of the town was that these boys would do them proud. Well, the enthusiasm paid off when that team was invited to the 1921 state basketball tournament. The newly formed Alabama High School Athletic Association had its first statewide basketball tournament, and on one of those teams was a gangly son of a farmer known as Skeet McQueen. When the team boarded the train to Birmingham, The school band and the entire town were there to see them off and wish them well. Now my grandfather, who took pride in being thrifty when I knew him as an old man, was given $5 by his father, a lot of money in those days. He came home with $3. Of course he did. Now most of the team had never ventured far from home and much less spent the night away. Birmingham made a big impression on them. They stayed at the Birmingham Athletic Club and would swim in their large indoor pool. Now, the Greenville High School team practiced and played their games outdoors, as a lot of teams did at that time. A dedicated gym was just not available everywhere. Playing on an indoor court in Birmingham was a mental and physical test for the team. And imagine what they thought about swimming in an indoor pool. Now, my grandfather, Skeet, when telling the story, would embellish it with tales of playing with no subs and how they had to have their legs rubbed down between games just so they could continue. He complained about how other teams had multiple changes in uniforms, but they didn't. How that made a difference in the game was questionable, but it did make for a good story. Even still, there seems to be some truth in these tales. During the first game against Powerhouse Ensley High School, 
Greenville's star forward, Marion Riley, was knocked out of the game, and since they already had subs in the game, Greenville continued with only four men. Now, despite this, they went on to win the game 37-26. In the second game, Greenville defeated Sidney Lanier, despite what sports writers called a rather rough but not dirty game. Sidney Lanier, the best team in Alabama, was defeated 32-23. In the third game in 24 hours, Greenville faced Springville High School, a mediocre team according to the press. Star forward Vernon Stabler scored 12 points before Springville scored their first. It looked as if Greenville was moving on. But the team was physically falling apart. Stabler was soon removed from the game. Vernon's younger brother was pressed into service and went in as a forward, even though he did not weigh over 100 pounds. With Stabler and Riley out, it was just too much. Springville clawed their way back and defeated Greenville 30-14, moving on to the Final Four. Would this be Springville's Hoosier moment? You know, the one where the underdog school goes on to beat the big city school and win the tournament? Unfortunately, no. They lost to Mighty Central of Birmingham, who went on to win the tournament. Greenville High School, the pride of Butler County, only made it to the Elite Eight. Greenville High School principal, Mr. C.B. Gamble, received a letter from the Birmingham Athletic Club after the tournament. They praised the players for playing nothing but sportsmanlike ball and no doubt would have been victorious had not the team been so badly crippled. The letter also stated that Vernon Stabler was the best individual player in the tournament. It will be remembered that Greenville defeated the Fast Ensley and Sidney Lanier teams and was the 18th of the 23 teams to leave the court. Now, the core of the team went on the next year to make it as far as the Elite Eight and then again in 1925. Vernon Stabler went on to star for the University of Alabama basketball team. Greenville did not appear in the state basketball tournament until almost 30 years later in 1964. After high school, Skeet left Greenville and enlisted in the United States Navy in January 1925, and then he spent the next 22 years in service. He saw the world and survived the attack on Pearl Harbor. After the war, he, his wife, and two daughters settled in Mobile, Alabama. Now, when my mother as a child would visit relatives in Greenville during the late 1940s and 50s, she noticed that everyone had the same things hanging on their walls. The free Jim Dandy calendar, some family portraits, usually a picture of five dogs smoking and playing poker, and a picture of the 1921 team. My mother was told time and again from relatives or old-timers, Gal, your daddy played on the team. It was said among family members that Uncle Mott, after having a little too much whiskey, would stand in front of the team portrait and weep. It was that first team to go to the first tournament that stayed in the hearts and minds of the people of Greenville who were there at the time. They may not have been the winners of the tournament or even the runners-up, but to the town of Greenville, they were the champions. They were the team. I hope you enjoyed this Alabama short story. If you enjoyed the story, do me a favor and tell one friend to give it a listen. You can subscribe to the podcast at Apple Music, Spotify, or wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. See you next time at Alabama Short Stories.